This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about how to build successful teams. Here with me to help me discover the topic is Heather Molina. She's the VP of Cross-Channel Marketing at Red Door Interactive, which is a digital marketing agency uh, in San Diego. Before joining Red Door Interactive, Heather worked at Group M's Outrider Canada, where she built out the company's SEO product and team and run and grew Omnicom's resolution media in the US and Canada. Heather, great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I always like to start with finding out how my guest started their career in digital marketing. So what about you? How did you start in digital marketing? Oh, well, um, it was definitely not a linear path. I, you know, I didn't go to university to study marketing or advertising or even communications, really. In university, I studied journalism and mm -hmm. film. And for a year after university, I worked as a producer and promotions assistant at a local news affiliate in Tucson, Arizona, where I went to school. Mm -hmm. And I decided on my 23rd birthday uh, to go to New York just for fun and ended up uh, going on a job opportunity, a job interview there while I was on vacation because I had friends who were living there who were encouraging me to move to the Northeast. And I ended up in public relations, which eventually segued into me uh, getting engaged, moving to Boston, and ending up in marketing, uh, starting mm -hmm. at a company called iProspect back in oh. 2003. And so the experience that I gained in New York working in public relations and then ending up uh, in Boston following my, my well, now ex-husband, but my husband at the time, uh, to Boston, um, those skill sets that I learned just sort of naturally led me to uh, uncovering an opportunity in what was an emerging and new type of industry and marketing that I'd never heard about, but that I just had some innate skills that were really useful for. And so I started at iProspect 16 years ago, and now here I am, <laughs> having worked my way up and across a number of different holding company agencies and on the brand side for a number of years. That sounds like a great story. So how did you how did you go from Boston to to Canada? Uh, because obviously you started the SEO practice for Group M's Outrider yeah. in Canada. Yeah, no, I we moved uh, to I moved to Canada in 2009, so 10 years ago, uh, to follow once again my husband <laughs> at the time, uh, his career. He worked as a, as a portfolio manager for a financial company in Boston, and the group was uh, all Canadian, and they were working on Canadian funds. So we moved for his career, and when I got to Canada, it. You know, I didn't know what state the digital marketing industry was when I got there. So I took a few months to really decide if I wanted to continue in digital marketing. And because I'm the kind of person who just always activates and gets bored very easily and just, mm -hmm. you know, I had accelerated career growth up until that point, having started a completely new industry at the age of 26 at iProspect, I grew quite quickly. And so that momentum and that philosophy I have for always keeping busy and not su submitting to boredom led me to um, being contacted by a recruiter 
who was actually reaching out for a role in Boston. And they said, hey, this this Group M company search agency in Boston, um, they, they, they're looking for somebody with your level of expertise. Are you interested? And I wrote this recruiter back and I said, hey, I haven't updated my LinkedIn profile, you know, just so you know, I actually don't live in Boston anymore. I live in Toronto. So unless you have an opportunity in Canada, sorry, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And he wrote back right away and was like, actually, <laughs> I have an opportunity in Canada that I'm having trouble filling and I think you'd be a great fit for it. So I had moved to Canada for, um, you know, for family reasons uh, to to start a new life there with my husband mm-hmm. at the time and just ended up uh, kind of on a lark, ending up at Group M and uh, and being able to really take what an industry that was a couple of years behind the U.S. and applying all of my U.S. knowledge to that point to really help them uh, accelerate their growth in Canada and build out that SEO practice. So it was it was an awesome experience, and I was really grateful I got to have that and got to live in a foreign uh, you know uh, it's Canada but it's a foreign country to mm-hmm. to the U.S. and and be able to build out something from scratch based on what I had done in the U.S. So it was really exciting. So fast forward. Now you're at Red Door Interactive. <laughs> what is your role at Red Door? My role at Red Door Interactive, it's called Cross Channel. I'm the VP of Cross Channel Marketing. And Cross Channel Marketing encompasses all of the marketing channels that can that we do for clients. So I run the teams that execute and strategize the SEO, the content marketing, the social marketing and advertising, all of the paid media. So that includes not only all of the digital components such as programmatic, display, you know, streaming, search, obviously. It also encompasses all of the offline out of home type of marketing as well for our clients. So Prior to coming to Red Door, my background was purely digital. So since coming to Red Door, I've actually had to learn all of the out-of-home stuff that mm-hmm. I think a lot of traditional marketers or a lot of marketers out there, they already know the strategy and out-of-home and offline and television buying aspects. And it's the digital where they have that gap for their own resumes and knowledge. Uh, it, for me, it's the reverse. I'm I'm such an expert or have a number of years of experience in the digital. So for me, I had to, in order to do this role, I had to start to learn about that out-of-home stuff. So we manage all of those marketing channels for a lot of really um, established and well-known brands. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, were, we run a lot of their um, diversified marketing efforts. So a lot of our clients, they don't do just SEO or just paid media with us. They do SEO, paid media, social and content, as well as the offline stuff. So we have that nice, really wonderful marketing mix. And I manage the teams that make all that happen. Great. Great. So obviously today we want to talk about um, how to build successful teams. Mm-hmm. When did you first start managing people? I started managing people back in 2004, early 2005 at iProspect when I was promoted to what was called an algorithmic team lead there. And that is someone who was in charge of other SEO analysts uh, executing work on client stuff. So that was mm-hmm. my first step. And it was sort of that mid-level manager type role. Um, and then over the years, uh, grew into you know the more executive uh, and senior level manager as well. But that first instance of me managing people was back at iProspect back in the day. And in the beginning, was it all smooth sailing? No. <laughs> um, 
For me as a manager, it was smooth sailing, but I had, especially at iProspect at that time, because that was before iProspect, I was with iProspect when they were an independent agency. And then Mm -hmm. once they became acquired, um, there was definitely a, a nice mix of people there. And when I was being managed by somebody at iProspect, I, I had one manager in particular who was absolutely terrible. And I'll say that completely and freely that they were just absolutely terrible. So when it came my turn to manage people, I my gut, my view was to just do the opposite of what they had done. And I think we all have those stories of, of mm-hmm. somebody who is maybe a challenging manager or in their views, you know, a, a terrible manager and our effort or our goal is to, you know, take the lessons and the, and, and that you learned from that challenge and, and cultivate how you want to be with your team and how you want to run things a little bit differently. So I was great. I'm grateful that I had that challenging experience because it definitely shaped the leader that I am today. And I've had a lot of really strong leaders. Um, even before I got to iProspect, I had a lot of strong leaders um, in my career and I've had a lot since then. But, you know, when I first started managing people, I was coming from a situation where I had a really terrible manager. Um, and I wanted to just be completely different from them. So I had a nice transition into being a manager because I was focused on making sure that my team knew I was there for them, Mm -hmm. that I was willing to step in and lend a hand to get work done, to help them out. And that they could come to me with anything that they had, whether it was something personal or something professional that they needed help with. I was, I was there to help guide them as best as I could. As you climbed the career ladder. Obviously, responsibilities increase. You have more people to take care of. Their, mm-hmm. you know, planning becomes important, especially yes. planning ahead and, and anticipating who you might need when. How do you identify who you need and when you need a specific individual? Well, so the way that we have the team structured at Red Door is that, and and how we've had it, you know, at other agencies and um, uh, jobs that I've worked at is obviously the teams are separated out into SEO, content marketing, paid media at a very high level. And within those teams, you obviously have people who are more expert at certain things. So for example, in our social and content team, there are people who are better at the social stuff and people who are better at the actual content marketing aspect. And then in paid media, you've got people who are great at paid search, maybe not so strong at Facebook, maybe have no experience with out of home and SEO. You've got people who are really great technical SEO people, and then really great people who are just overall SEO strategists. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we try to align people on clients that going in to the, to the, um, to the scoping out and investigating before a client comes on as investigating what their situation is. For example, with SEO, we can get a sense in the new business uh, prospecting what their challenges are going to be in an SEO perspective. And so if I know going in that, for example, the client that we're taking on for SEO, their, their CMS is in horrible shape. There's a lot of, you know, things that are, going to be needed around, you know, JavaScript, you know, navigation issues and, and troubleshooting some other more technical stuff, I'm going to put a more technical savvy SEO person on that to help with the initial execution of the work. But after time, I might start to migrate on more of an overarching SEO strategist once we get through those initial phases um, to help drive the SEO strategy because the site will be in a better position or a better place um, SEO wise to take on all those opportunities and stuff. So for me, it's really looking at what's the situation of the client when we're starting with them 
and really letting the client know this is a team effort. You're going to probably work with this one person to begin with, but we're going to migrate some other people onto this account who are going to start to help evolve and complement your situation based on the stage that your program, whether it's your site from an SEO perspective or your content marketing program or your paid media program, we're going to start to migrate other people in because that helps prep the client. You know, we have a whole team of experts. Everybody's great. Some people are great at certain elements and you're going to work with different people and just know that, you know, don't get too, I like to say to them, don't get too, too attached to someone. You're obviously always going to have the ability to reach out to them if you really liked someone, but we might start to migrate other people onto your account because they're stronger at this element that you're going to need at this time. That was a couple of great points there for, for someone who has a team already in place. Yeah. Um, so, so for a company and, and you know, as you build out the Outrider SEO team in Canada, when you start off with one or two people and you're growing a business, it's, it's obviously a different situation. Yeah. Um, who do you focus on bringing on in those cases? You're looking for people that can support certain management level. Are you looking for people that can do execution? So whether it's a paid media campaign or, or an SEO campaign, how, how do you go about that? So for me, when I was building that out, it was all about who can come on and execute. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I personally believe in. I'm willing to step in even as at the VP level, at the executive level, I today step in and run paid search campaigns. If someone's on, you know, holiday or, you know, if someone needs title tags written, anything, I, I can step in. I, I want to hire people who are willing to step in and execute as well when needed. So when I was building that out at, at Outrider, it was me. Me and uh, I initially had one person who was really technical SEO focused. And, mm -hmm. and so I was, when I went to go expand that team, I was looking for people, you know, in the interview process who knew enough about SEO in just the basics, but who could also carry a conversation and, and who could show to me how they think and how they evolve. Because the one thing that's really important that I preach all the time to anyone on my teams is, especially with digital marketing, the rules are always changing. You are always learning. And so I care more about how you think and how you learn than I do about your actual experience. Mm -hmm. If I know in the interview process, I ask my, I ask prospective clients or excuse me, prospective um, employees, you know, you're doing SEO. How have you shaped your own knowledge learning? How have you self-propelled your, you know, your knowledge training in this? Because the rules change all the time with SEO. What mm -hmm. blogs do you read? What sites do you go to? And if they say to me, oh, I just read the Moz blog, or I just read <laughs> Search Engine Marketing Land, great resources, great, great content. However, uh, that's sort of the vanilla response for me, because to me, that's just sort of the thing that everybody's doing. But if they say to me, well, you know, I go to the sub, I go to Reddit and I go into the SEO subreddit and I dig around in there, or mm -hmm. I go to this other site that maybe I don't know about this other blog that maybe is sort of, you know, just a little untapped, unknown secret. Mm -hmm. If if I see that they say, I participate in SEO roundtables, I go and I read the, the SEO subreddit on Reddit, things like that. To me, that shows that they know how to participate in their evolution and they're not of their knowledge of, you know, whatever the subject matter happens to be. So I like to see people um, showcase to me how they think, how they continually self-propel, as I like to call it, their education in the subject matter, because I can teach 
people how to do SEO. I can teach people how to do paid search. What I can't teach people is how to write. I can't Mm -hmm. teach people how to be curious. So I need to see that that is innate in them, that especially that curiosity, because that is going to help make things so much easier um, being effective for clients. And what we have at Red Door is unlike any other agency that I've worked at to this point, I, I can truly say I have the best paid media, social and content marketing and SEO teams I have ever worked at in my life. And I have worked at a lot of places over the last 16 years. But this is the, the, these are the top-notch ex, best experts I've ever worked at. And to be quite frank, quite a few of them are ones that I hired as junior entry-level people who have grown quite quickly and quite efficiently in their subject matter areas. And it's all because they are really good at learning and being curious. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, domain experience is one thing, right? And that's required if you're hiring for a specific position. But these days you need people that are proactive, people that that continuously learn. And and that's just something that, that someone needs to bring if they want to get hired. Are there other soft skills that you're looking for, especially when it comes to how they are going to fit into an existing team? Well, so I do like to, in the interview process, I do like to see how they stay organized. I consider that, you know, somewhat of a soft skill, but how they Mm -hmm. articulate, uh, how they articulate their day-to-day, how they articulate, um, how they stay organized. I, you know, I think especially working at an integrated agency like Red Door, where, you know, we don't just do digital marketing, we do content, we do web development, we do strategic planning, all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And those are all other teams that don't fall underneath, uh, uh, under me. But, you know, the biggest thing that is so important is collaboration and communication. And so, you know, we're working on clients all together with all the different teams at Red Door. If I get the sense in the conversation with someone that they are dismissive of, you know, client services type of skills, or, you know, they talk to me about how they battle with, you know, a web developer on the client side, to me, that's a red flag Mm -hmm. because especially, you know, again, going back to SEO, because again, that that's sort of my core background, um, you know, when we work with clients, you know, we're often working with their web dev team or their IT, their IT teams. And I've seen so many people in the industry go into a client's web dev or IT team and, and try to quote unquote school them or tell them what they're doing wrong or, you know, try to dictate to them what to do. And I always tell people, you know, our approach should be when we're working with clients and their teams, we should just communicate we're here to help provide you the perspective of a search engine and mm-hmm. provide you with what is the best practice for that search engine. And we can help identify the opportunities or the challenges that you're currently having, but you know, your brand best, you know, your site best. And so what we're trying to do is just connect that search engine uh, best practice knowledge with your, with what you know to be the best practice or the best thing for your site. So we're giving you these recommendations. We're here to help you. Let's collaborate together. We're not here to tell you what to do or to cast blame on you or anything like that. It's all about that collaboration and communication. So when I'm interviewing somebody, if I'm seeing that they put up this sense of being, you know, it just very machismo, just because it tends to be guys, very machismo, just very sort of 
dictating, you know, of what things need to be done and stuff. To me, that's a huge red flag that this person isn't going to collaborate well, not only with other teams at Red Door or on the client side, but they're not going to really collaborate well within their internal team if they're on the SEO team, for example, because we very much put together a culture at Red Door that is all about being what we call jerk free. So it's one of our core values, 100% jerk free. And <laughs> and we hold it in very high regard because nobody wants to work with people who they hate. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so in our interview process, you know, I'm not, you know, for someone who's on my team, it's not just my team that's interviewing them. They're getting interviewed by multiple people across the agency on other teams and and those other teams members who are participating in the interview process, they're asking them sort of those probing questions about, you know, tell me about a difficult time that you had and and how did you resolve it? And what's your approach to, you know, mitigating these issues that you might have on a client or what happened last time that you missed a deadline? How did you, how did you communicate that? You know, these are all things that really help make the business run efficiently and help make things smooth with the client. And if we get the sense that somebody is not going to be an active participant in being jerk free, being kind, being curious and wanting to learn, then they don't have a place at Red Door. And mm-hmm. and quite frankly, you know, anywhere I go, you know, hopefully I don't ever go from Red Door, but anywhere I went after Red Door, I would carry those same core values that I operated under and learned at Red Door. I would carry them with me for the rest of my career because they're great core values. Goals obviously are very important to measure the success, not only for digital marketing campaigns or for any marketing campaigns, um, but also for evaluating how employees perform. How do you set goals for your employees and how do you measure their performance? It's a great question. We have a very, um, we have a very, uh, I don't want to say stringent, but we have a very well-developed outline of just putting together goals for all of the team members. So we use obviously some online tools that help us outline and track goal pr- progress. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just to high level summarize it, you know, every, every six months, because we do reviews every six months at Red Door, mm-hmm. every six months, uh, team members all the way from the CEO down have uh, two categories of goals. One is called business operation goals, and the other one is learning and development goals. And within those two categories, there's a couple different goals, but for business operation goals, these include things that everybody is doing that help the business move forward, help the business grow, help the business operate. So for somebody, for example, who's at that very junior level, you're probably wondering, well, how can they help affect business or how can they help grow business or help with the operations? Um, So the goals for them usually tend to be things like, okay, are you filling out your timesheets every day? Because that's how we track what we're going to charge clients and how much time you plugged against their program. Um, You know, are you being efficient with um, filling out, you know, not, not just your timesheets, but anything related to the client that is, you know, a brief or anything like that. Are you participating in that stuff? Because that helps the business, helps shape the business or get those smaller operational things done. Somebody at my level or somebody, you know, at the director level, on my team, they're going to obviously have business development goals. And, and those will be things like, okay, you know, we had a goal this quarter, obviously a revenue number. Did we hit it? Did we not? Um, How close do we come? Those are pretty obvious, but we also have things like, Hey, 
you know, a couple of years ago, it was all about, hey, you know, we want to get a, cl a client on Google's digital video 360. You know, we want to migrate someone to that. We want to get, you know, into, you know, doing some podcast advertising or maybe some Spotify buying through GVD 360. And we want to get certified in the Google marketing platform. So, you know, we set up those goals of getting all those things lined up so that we can have a client that we think is ready to be moved into this program and start running things. We have goals, you know, that help assist with um, getting people uh, trained up on these uh, platform certifications, because in theory, that's going to help grow the business because, We'll have clients or new business prospects coming to us and wanting to, you know, ask questions about Google, you know, DV360 or asking about, you know, our analytics um, uh, uh, program and, and whether or not the full team is actually certified through it all. So those are all business operational goals. And then under learning and development, those are things that sort of help round out their own expertise, help round out, um, uh, you know, things like, you know, simple things for junior person like PowerPoint training or, mm -hmm. you know, Excel formulas and, and learning new Excel hacks and stuff. So, you know, those learning and development ones are, are more shaped for their own personal needs versus the, the, you know, the, the growing of the business. And, you know, another unique thing that we actually do at Red Door, just to segue away from goals for a second, but to, that really helps with the learning and development, not just of a team, but or uh, a person rather, but of the whole agency is we do things called hacky hours. And so once a month, there is a combined group across the agency that develops um, a, a, an event or just sort of a training where the agency comes together, people can work into teams or work on a team together and they develop something for that hacky hour. So for example, a couple of months ago, um, we did something along the lines of AI. And so we had everybody who wanted to participate um, sort of get grouped together. We pushed them into groups and they developed. So you had a web, web developer, an SEO person, a paid media person, a content person, all on the same team. And they developed a product that, that was centered around AI um, and pushed out, you know, sort of a, a sort of mock um, proposal of what it is that they would build. And, and it's a competition within the agency that really helps spearhead people's thinking and getting them out of their day-to-day -day thinking and sort of thinking more broad beyond just their subject matter area. It helps them learn um, how to collaborate across the teams. And then also as a bonus, it sort of helps uh, from a Red Door perspective as identify opportunities for new products that we may in, in services that we may want to offer. So it's just a break from everyone's day to day and their normal heads down in their subject matter area. It helps break that up and allow them to think a little differently, think about things that they normally don't come across. And the benefit is, you know, it expands their mind, but it also expands potentially the opportunity for the agency to have new services or think about things differently for a client. Building a successful team requires clear and consistent leadership. How do you establish leadership to make sure your team follows you no matter what? Well, for me, and, you know, I learned by example from really strong leaders before me uh, that I had in my career it's being available and being present and you know you don't have to physically be present but you can be available and responsive when people ask questions whether it's over slack or im or if they're texting you being responsive and just helps create that presence so my team knows that 
you know, they can come to me for anything, for any reason that I've established a sense of empathy, of compassion, of being able to provide a very, I don't want to say unfiltered, but a very authentic response to whatever challenges that they're having. Um, and, and I can relate to a lot of the challenges that they're having. And I, I try to make sure that comes across because I don't want them to think that whatever it is that they're thinking or feeling, whether it's a frustration with a client, a frustration with a coworker, a frustration with a vendor and a product, or if it's something that's in their personal life, I don't want them to think that they're alone in whatever it is that they're feeling or they're going through, you know? So for example, you know, I've, I've had someone recently expressed some frustration with a vendor and how the vendor is talking to them. And, and they were kind of feeling that this is something that, you know, the vendor is talking down to them or, you know, that they're in isolation. Mm -hmm. and, that, and I just told them, I'm like, oh, I've been there, not with that vendor, but with this other vendor and, and just sort of relaying my experience of, you know, hey, I've been there too. And here's how I dealt with it. I, I was just very succinct and firm and my response back to them. And then when they, they accomplished what I needed for them, I was very pointed and direct with thanking them for specifically addressing the issue that I brought up. Um, and that sort of earned the respect. I wasn't talking down to that vendor. I wasn't getting frustrated with them. I was helping guide them to what I needed. And then I was very clear in thanking them for being very succinct with what I needed and addressing it. And so that helps clear the air and helps show that you respect and appreciate the effort that they're putting forward. And they're going to do that in the same, hopefully in the future as well. But this person was thinking, oh, well, this is just all me. This is, you know, this is something they just treat me this way. And it's like, no, 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 this happens to everybody. And don't think you're ever alone. And so it's really that, that, that what I try to get across to my teams is that empathy, like whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, chances are I have gone through it in my career or someone else has. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're not alone. And especially when it comes to, you know, especially when it comes to women in, in the career, in, in careers, um, you know, I have women on my teams who will come to me and say like, Oh, you know, I'm so upset or I'm so, you know, I, you know, I've been crying in the bathroom. I got upset or offended by this. And it's like, Oh boy, let me tell you, you know, when I started my PR career, or my project management career, I was at a company called Martha Stewart Living Omni Media. And talk about a place that was very aggressive. That was when I was 24, 25 years old. I used to cry every day at work. And I'll tell mm. them this. And it's like, I am so grateful for those two years that I spent in hell at that place <laughs> um, because I learned my backbone. I learned to establish that it's, or I learned that it's not, um, that I'm not alone, that everybody goes through this, that there are going to be people who are more aggressive, who are just very um, aggressive, very type A with how they approach people. They'll Anything that comes out of their mouth sounds condescending, even though it's not. And it's because I had a really fantastic boss when I worked there that I was able to come away from that experience really positive and grateful for everything that I went through. But I used to cry every day at work there because it was, it was, you know, when it was in 2001 to 2003, she was under investigation for some stuff. And, and it was when the, you know, the, the dot-com bubble had burst and like they were having layoffs every week. Like I've been through that. And then, you know, you take all of that. And then on top of that, you have people who were, 
very freaked out at their jobs, thinking they're going to get, you know, laid off any minute and stuff. That's what it felt like there every day. And so people were just nasty and mean. And, and, you know, like I cried every day because people were rude and I wasn't the only one who cried every day, mm-hmm. but it's like, guys, I've been through that. And so, especially with women, I, I, you know, because there are so few and far between women in SEO and paid media in general. Like I really try to be, um, vocal about like, Hey, you know, I've been there too. Like I, I, you know, I, I had to go through that. I went through that, not that I had to, but I went through that as well. And trust me, you can come out of it and and be a lot stronger and a lot focused, a lot more focused than maybe you were going through it and stuff and it'll benefit you so much. And so I'm so grateful for that experience, but you know, I try to really um, showcase the empathy mm-hmm. with my teams in terms of my personal leadership style. I'm not a, Hey guys, here's what you need to do. Go do it. I'm a, okay, let's roll up our sleeves and let's figure out how we're going to get this done. And and if that means that I have to jump in and do it, then I can do it. That's not a problem. By doing that, you build a relationship with your employees trust, basically. How do you go about to identify what your employees' strengths and weaknesses are? You know, what they like, what they dislike, um, what their skill set is, what motivates them? Well, um, at Red Door, we, uh, whenever anybody new starts, we give them uh, what's called Strength Finders Test. I don't know if you, you know what that is, but basically it's sort of a personality assessment and it identifies a person's top five strengths. And when, some, when we get that report back and we share their strengths with them, it helps us determine, okay, how do I manage this person? what's their top motivator? Mm -hmm. What are they really like? What's going to help motivate them to do a great job and want to feel good about coming to work every day. So for example, a lot of people on my team, their top strength is what's called learner, which means they always want to be learning. They want to feel like they're learning something new, that they're taking on some kind of new challenge, which is perfect for digital marketing Mm -hmm. um, because they are always learning. So I know that for those people, how I'm going to motivate them is largely by allowing them to learn learn things, maybe even outside of their subject matter area, like an SEO person, I might um, set up some goals for them in their learning and development uh, category that, you know, maybe take on them learning more about analytics or more about social and content marketing so that they feel like they're getting, you know, more knowledge that's just sort of outside their subject matter area. But I also have people on my team who, you know, one person, their top strength is what's called includer, which, you know, nobody else on the team has. And so when I saw that, I had to really dig in and see what that meant. And for that person, it means that she likes to be included on stuff. She wants to make sure that she feels like she has a part in everything. So when I work with her and motivate her and set up goals, it's really about making sure that she feels like she is connected to the things that are pertinent to her subject matter area, that she is, even though she's junior, she's on you know, vendor calls and that she has a voice in sort of giving an opinion and everything, because that really does matter to her. For me, my top strength, uh, it's one of the few top strengths at Red Door. It's called Activator. And that's a person who just gets stuff done. It's not necessarily going to be perfect. Um, It's not going to be, you know, it's going to, but it's going to be on time and it's Mm going to get done and it's going to drive results. Um, But 
my top strength being activator really complements everyone else's strengths on my team that are learner and strategic, or, you know, some people have the achiever as their top strength. And so it's a really nice, beautiful blend. Um, I make sure stuff gets done and I help, I help set things up so that the people on my teams can really thrive and be those strategic, perfect achievers and, and, you know, and can actually get stuff done and everything. So, you know, we look at, you know, when we're identifying people and understanding how to motivate them, we look at their strength finders tests. And then it also comes down to um, those, you know, those regular connections. So even though I run a team of, you know, over 20 people now at this point at at Red Door, Mm -hmm. um, I still have one-to-ones with a lot of the people on the team on a regular basis. You know, there are some people I have weekly one-to-ones with who are, you know, obviously more senior on my team, but even coordinators, the junior level, I meet with them at least quarterly to really take an assessment of what they're liking in their day to day, giving them some feedback I've heard, whether it's positive or constructive, talking to them about what they want to learn outside of Red Door and where they want to take their career. And, you know, if I have somebody who's a coordinator and I ask them, where do you want to go with your career? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And they say to me, oh, I want to be a digital marketing manager, you know, on the brand side. Well, I know talking to that person that I need to start to open up those opportunities for them to learn more than just their subject matter area. Mm -hmm. That, you know, maybe if they're in paid media, they need to start learning a little bit more about SEO or about social and content marketing or about analytics. And so I'll always have it on the back of my mind and, and be encouraging them to take the analytics test or get bright edge certified or, you know, take the AdWords exam or maybe explore this, um, social, social listening tool and start to use it a little more, maybe in their day to day, even though it's not necessarily relevant to what they're doing. So it's really just sitting down and listening to them and figuring out, okay, how can I help make that happen or whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's learn something new or get to that next level in their career, you know, and help them get promoted. If that's really what's occupying their mind, let's, Mm -hmm. let's have a conversation about how that can happen. So for me, it's about just being available to the team and, uh, and doing that, even though I have limited time, I still make those commitments to meet with them regularly. And I, and I talk to them about it, um, about whatever it is that's really going to motivate them and push them forward. So we talked about, leadership and how to establish leadership we just talked about <clears throat> how to kind of identify what makes an employee tick uh, what are their strengths and weaknesses but how do you foster the relationships between employees because you know no one wants to go every day to work to sit amongst people they don't like how do you go about that well i mean i i I've certainly had situations in the past where employees don't like each other. They get easily frustrated with each other. Um, You know, I could certainly, you know, and have taken the approach in the past of making two people work together who don't like each other and and seeing where, you know, and making it clear that, you know, their, their career path, their success in the company is dependent on them working together. Um, You know, and, and usually, you know, in the past when that's happened, because I, that happened at resolution, I had two directors who, um, one was really fantastic and I just absolutely adored them. Um, but they didn't get along with another director and that other director was a really difficult person for them to work with and really difficult for anybody to work with, but I made them sit in the same office and, you know, that person who I really thought was really strong and great and stuff, you know, their, their perspective afterwards of having to sit in the same office with that person day to day, communicate, operate and work together. They were just like that, just made me a stronger person because I know I can deal with, you know, somebody who has, 
just very aggressive opinions about what we should do for clients and doesn't want to collaborate and doesn't want to work with people. And then the other person, they eventually managed themselves out of their role, um, which was a good thing for the agency to be perfectly blunt. It was a really good thing. But, you know, nowadays at Red Door, I don't really have an issue because we start each day with what we call a team huddle. It's a quick 15 minute um uh, just sort of touch base where everybody gets on, you know, uh, the instant message uh, virtual meeting teams because we have people who sit pretty much anywhere and everywhere, not just in the mm-hmm. office. And they just talk about what they've got going on on the day uh, for that day. And sometimes what's going on for them in that day isn't necessarily, you know, isn't necessarily work related or what's eating at their mind share isn't necessarily work related. You know, it could be something personal. And if they want to share it with the team, you know, they will, you know, if, so for example, I've got a couple people on my team who are expecting children. And so, you know, someone might say, oh, my mind share today is making sure I get my wife to her next appointment for the sonogram, you know, because, you know, we're, you know, making sure the baby's healthy or we've got some concerns. So my mind share is completely focused on that. And they might not talk about anything work related that's on their mind share, but it's helping them connect with the rest of the team and have everybody understand where everyone's coming from for that day. Like, this is my point of view. This is what I'm focused on today. And it may be, you know, I'm going to be doing this client work, but just know my mind share today is very much on my wife and the fact that I've got to go to this appointment for, you know, for our prenatal checkup and stuff. So it's just an easy way for everyone to connect and, and help everyone understand that everyone has a life, everyone's got stuff going on. And hopefully that makes their day to day so much easier when they're connecting with each other in person, whether they, you know, have challenges working together or work really well together, you know, having that personal touch base or having that touch base where they're talking about what's going on in their life, um, whether it's work related or personal related, right at the start of each day, really just helps make things smoother, helps set that platform and that foundation for the, for the day. And just in general of we're all human beings and we are here to do great work and we've got great work in our personal lives and we've got great work in our professional lives. And, and, you know, let's talk about, you know, let's share what we want to share and let's make sure that everyone just understands the common ground of what every, of how everyone is coming to the table today. Those were some really good points, um, you know, to get things started in, at the beginning of the day, get everyone together, find out where their where their head is um what they're working on but also to ensure that everyone knows what the other person does doesn't matter where they are within the US or wherever you employ people heather thank you so much for your time i really i really enjoyed the conversation um i love the the information you shared about how to build a successful team and your views on those things if people want to get in touch with you how can they do that Well, the best way to get in touch with me is obviously through LinkedIn. Uh, I'm usually the first Heather Molina that will show up uh, when you do a search for Heather Molina. Or if you search in Google for Heather Molina, my LinkedIn profile does show up high. Um, But if you wanted to get a hold of me at Red Door, it's just H Molina, and that's M-O-L-I-N-A at reddoor.biz. Um, best way to hit me up. Um, one of those two options. I'm always open to talking to new vendors, to talking to new people, to new talent. Um, it's an exciting time to be at Red Door that, you know, it's an independent agency. We're in Southern California, but we have a lot of people who work remotely and, um, and it's an exciting place to be. And I couldn't, I've been there for four years and I'm grateful every day that I get to spend there. 
Great. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.